Hey you guys, so today I want to talk to you guys about the virtuous wife, the virtuous woman and feminine energy and what that looks like. So this is part three of the series of virtuous woman and I want to keep going from where we left off, right? So in the scripture, from Proverbs 31, we're going to be in verse 15. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household. And notice, and then the next scripture says, and a portion for her maidservants. So this is not just for her kids and her husband. This is for her maidservants. Now, what do we know about maids? Is that they need a salary is that they're not going to be free, is that <laughs> we need to make money to be able to have a maid servant, <laughs> right? So that lets me know so many things. One, you have to be like profiting some really good income to be able to, and notice that it doesn't just say maid servant, it says maid servants. So this is, she has many. And in order for us to have maid servants, we have to be working our butt off. But most importantly is we have to make sure that we're seizing the day. Carpe diem, my friend. We are able to get up before the sun comes up, which it's usually around four to five in the morning. We're up, we're at them, we're doing everything, diligently working, right? to be able to and this is something that I really like too is because she is the boss but she is a servant leader so she's not looking at it like okay I'm the boss here you do as I say get up and make me breakfast at four o'clock in the morning no she's the one doing that she's the one cooking for her maids She's the one for, and this is maid servants. So it's just her servants. Who are these people? The butler, the the cleaning lady, the lady that watches after the children, the lady, the the man that's outside gardening, the um the gardeners that grow the food. Like, who is she cooking for? And she's she's getting up to diligently look after her household. This is significant, and this is feminine energy because. It's feminine energy at its highest peak because this is leader-servant feminine energy, right? And it's really, um, it's in close correlation with the way that Christ was serving the disciples, right? And washing their feet. Feet are disgusting. Feet are disgusting. And that's probably what... (laughs) (laughs) feet are gross and that's one of the most uh and we're not talking listen guys we're not talking about feet that are in shoes okay we're talking about feet that are in jesus sandals okay walking around outside beat up got corns got bunions you know got that yucky like they didn't get pedicures back day back in the day you know those wonderful nail technicians that scrape 
the gunk off of the the dead skin off of the bottom of your feet like these are eh, eh, eh. <laughs> feet <laughs> and so I look at this and I'm like okay well if I want an example of what um you know feminine energy looks like and how I can love my my household in being feminine then I'm going to do that by by being a servant right and I want to make sure that I'm serving everyone to the best of my abilities how is that going to look and it's going to look like this and so now It goes to say, she considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. Wow. So she considers a field and buys it. From her profit, she plants a vineyard. So what is that talking about? That's talking about property ownership. That's talking about uh, not just property ownership, but that's talking about the wealth that she has to be able to own land, right? Because if we're the land and we're planting, now she's reaping the benefits on so many levels. And this is where a lot of her wealth is coming from because she is a landlord. And I want to encourage you to make sure. Now, listen, there's no way. There's absolutely no possible way that wealth and riches is evil if the perfect woman being described in the Bible, if this perfect equilibrium, if the yin and the yang is so balanced in this woman that she owns property. That she has, she even has the money to be able to own property and have made servants. This is wealth. And the reason why she's able to do that is because she's diligent in the way that she invests her money. So feminine energy also is careful with the way that she spends her money, saves her money, the way that she looks after her money, right? Because making sure that you um, get a profit. The Bible says that it is sin to uh, to put your money in the bank and don't do nothing with it. That don't be like them. They call it a morsel. And so for us to be able to not to make sure that our energy is the highest, that the highest vibration because this is what the bible is is gravitational law all the the gurus on the law of attraction i feel like they're really um explaining what the law of love is saying really really well and with what they're saying with manifestations if we think that that word manifestation, that's a biblical term, right? So 
if these terms, whatever you hear someone say, if you could find it in the Bible, that's sound doctrine. It's the truth. It's the truth. So in the way that they're teaching how to manifest, how to create your reality, how to be able to get what you want, and they, they do it by saying to show gratitude, to have a gratitude journal and how these things are so important in the laws of manifestation. And the reason why it is so efficient what they do is because they're teaching this scripture. Worry about nothing. In turn, pray, ask for things. In prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, right? Then the Bible goes to say, you have not because you ask not. So if the Bible is, this is gravitational, this is the law, this is what the law of attraction is teaching. With prayer and supplication, do you know what supplication is? Is to pray without ceasing, is to keep asking without stopping. It's to beg. That's what supplication means, is to beg. And there's another scripture in the Bible because supplication means to worship, right? So there's another scripture in the Bible where uh, a woman goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, please heal my daughter. And Jesus, it, there is some translation that says that Jesus even ignored her. But Jesus didn't respond at first. And then she said again. But this is the thing about that is that in the scripture, it doesn't just say that she asked again. It says that she began to worship and said, Lord, please heal my daughter. And then Jesus turned around and said, it's not right for me to take the food out of the children, um, the mouth of the children of Israel and give it to the dogs. Why did Jesus call this woman a dog? He called her a dog because she was unbelieving and her spirit man looked like a dog. Now there's a scripture in Revelation that says that dogs won't make it into heaven. But I can't get into that. I get into that <laughs> in another show. But I can't I can't get into it right now. Stay on topic, right? So now she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out at night. Sorry, does not go out by night. She strengthens, she stretches out her hands to the this stuff. Okay, so before I get to that part, so she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. Okay. So she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. What do we know strength to be? Well, two scriptures come to mind. And always always look for your translation within the Bible. Don't look to a human for a translation. Don't translations come from God. So now if she girds herself with strength, and strengthens her arms, don't we know that the joy of the Lord will be our strength? So how is she doing her work? She's doing it with joy. 
that's how she's strengthening her arms. Whatever I do, I'm going to do it as if I am doing, do all things as if you're doing them unto God. Because what happens is, is when your love is in whatever you do, that thing will be so magnificent. It will be so marvelous. You will be undeniable because you love. That's why you don't do things for money. You do things for love. So now if you're gifted in something, it just comes naturally because it's what you love to do. You're naturally gifted in it. Let me just do it. And it takes you 2.5 seconds because you're so naturally good at it. This is a talent and it's a debt. It's a debt to you. How is it a debt? Because the Bible says that to him, to one man, he gave five talents. To another man, he gave three talents. To another man, he gave one talent. The, the guy he gave five talents to, he was able to give him back and multiply it, right? So this is an investment. This is an investment. And we have to give God his return on investment. This is an ROI that we need to make sure that God is getting his return on investment. And this is why I don't even know how I got into accounting. I guess it's just because, <laughs> but this is, this is an accounting thing. This is a, the, the science of mathematics. Okay. So moving on, uh, and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good. Oh, before, before I get to that part, she strengthens her arms and strengthens her arms. Okay, another scripture that comes to mind too is that to love the Lord, the most important commandment, to love the Lord your God with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength. What is your strength? It is your energy. What is your strength in your energy? It is your mind, your heart, your soul. I know that everybody's like, oh, this is a new age teaching and, you know, energy and the word, the terminology. No, this is biblical. It's sound doctrine. If we can go back and find it in the Bible, if it's rooted in the Bible, it's truth, right? It's biblical. And the Bible is only telling you how the universe will work. There's, it's hard when we think of spirit and it's mystical and this is gravitational law. This is universal law. It's quantum physics law. It's scientific law. All right. So moving on. I can't, I can't, I can't get into that. I'll, I won't ever be able to finish the show. Okay. And she perceives that her merchandise is good. Why? Because she loves it. What is good? Good is love. If you have gotten into a profession because of the money, I know for a fact that you are miserable. Like daycare providers that get into um, being a daycare provider because they love the money, because the money is good. This is not the way that you should enter into a profession. And if you do, you will be miserable. Oh, I can't stand them kids. They never listen. Uh, they never listen. 
maybe that child is not an auditory learner. Maybe that child is a kinesthetic learner. Maybe you, he needs to write this down in order for him to understand this rule or, or in order for him to even remember it. This is, you know, so we could go on and that, on and that, but we won't. And her lamp does not go out by night. This is interesting. And you know what's funny is I've been trying to figure out how much sleep is not enough <laughs> for a long time. I'm like, okay, so if I research, and I've been researching a lot of like successful people, right? Because they tell you, you know, but also do not lean on your own understanding because, you know, sometimes you are going to need some, some sleep. Don't get me wrong. You're going to need sleep because the body without sleep or maybe we just need to optimize the body. One thing that I find is that if I eat too many heavy foods, by all means, I'm not saying completely abstain from heavy foods because sometimes we just need the rest. And a little bit of butter is really good to lay the body down. And it's it's almost just like a a melatonin. <laughs> it's a natural enhancer, right? But too much of it is not a good thing, right? So then just having that yin and the yang, the perfect balance, the polar opposites of what it is that we need to have. No, don't have it all the time because you do have to get up to work early in the morning, right? If you want to, the only way to be a successful, uh, to be a successful mom, entrepreneur, is by uh, is by getting up early before the children wake up and working late after you put the children to sleep. Unfortunately, you're a mom, and that's what it's going to take for us to be able to, you know, do our work. And that's okay. That's okay because I wouldn't trade my children for the world. They've taught me so many things. They are such wonderful people and once i realize that my children are the father and a lot of people don't go and are able to um to really perceive it this way but i have to tell you uh there was a time that i was in my office working and you know we we as adults we're always longing for especially after a hard day lord i just want to be with you to save me already <laughs> but no heaven and hell is now so if we could just understand how it is because heaven and hell is in is in the mind heaven and hell is in what god is telling you to do if god is telling you don't do this that's what heaven is if god is telling you um sorry, don't do this, then following that instruction would lead you to heaven. And if God is telling you do this, also following that instruction would lead you to heaven. However, if you do the polar opposite of that, you will end up in hell. Where? In your finances, in your mind. And what does it mean to be in hell in your finances? Being completely broke and down and out. And if God was... um saying that being broke was a good thing, then he wouldn't curse certain things with poverty. He wouldn't curse drinking. And uh, for example, there's a scripture that says that a little, a little sleep, a little slumber, 
a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will creep upon you like a thief in the night, like a robber. So we're, you know, yeah. <laughs> so what's the other one, right? Let's see. And her lamp does not go out by night. Her lamp doesn't go out by night. We covered that one. Okay. She stretches out her hands to the distaff. Now, what does distaff mean? Distaff means a stick or spindle onto which wool or flax is wound for spinning. That's interesting. So now, scripture is saying she stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. So she's sewing for her family as well. She's making sure that her family has everything they need. Someone once told me that being a jet, and they tried because they knew they knew that I knew how to do a lot of different things. And they once said to me, you know, being <laughs> being uh, a jack of all trades and a master of none is not a good thing. <laughs> but listen, lean not on your own understanding and trust God in all your ways. Don't listen to them. Do not listen to them. Because clearly, good feminine energy knows how to sew baby okay you know how to sew you don't know how to sew we gotta learn we have to learn because we can't keep throwing clothes away because it gets a hole in it and knowing children children are supposed to break their things they're supposed to break you know tear their clothes this is something that's normal for a child why because they just learn fine motor skills they just learned fine motor skills. So for them to be able to manage these things, now they need years in of experience to be able to treat their things better. And that's when I started noticing my 13-year-old around the age of 10 and 11. She, it took her about, I would say, from the age 7 to 10 for her to really start to treat her things better. And I have to tell you that my daughter didn't meet all her milestones at the age she was supposed to she met her milestones late because of all of the trauma and the acute stress that was on her tiny baby brain when I was in my marriage and when she was being abused when we both were being listen give your children grace right and this is something that as a mom it's a skill that's not so bad to have, right? And you being a jack of many trades is what the Bible is saying is feminine energy. You having the knowledge. Do you know what I've found in being a jack of many trades? I love music. I love graphic design. Do you know what I found? I found that mute that the software that edits music and the software that edits graphic design are the same 
If you know one software, you know them all. And what I found was that they both had layers. They both had ways to soften. They both had, and it was easier for me to make a masterpiece because it's just all creative thought. And everyone has the ability to do it. Why? Because you have a right hemisphere to your brain. You have a creative side of you that is the creator. When the Bible says you have a mind like Christ, it is the right hemisphere of your brain. When the Bible says that um, the kingdom of heaven is not food or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So if we're talking about now what is the Holy Spirit? Holy means one. In Hebrew, spirit means mind, right? He, uh, Ephesians 4.23 says that the mind is the spirit to be renewed in the spirit of the mind. So now if we know these things and the Holy Spirit, the one mind, the one mind of Christ. So if the Bible says that our God is three in one, that is because they're holy. What does holy mean? They're one minded. That means that they all share the same mind. And those are the the, the mind uh, sets. That's the mindset and the thoughts and imaginations that are higher than humans, and that would be love. So if it's telling you, if it's telling you now, right, that this love thing, how can I love? It doesn't matter how many things you know. As long as you learn them in love, as long as love is calling you to understand those things better, oh, you're a great cook. Oh, you're a great sewer. Why is it that moms can only do domestic things and then they can't do? You have a mind like Christ. So you want to know how your merchandise can come out good? Is if you do it with love. You want to know how you can uh, learn anything faster is by doing it out of love now there's going to have to be other parts guys because i have ran out of time but until next time guys over and out